Welcome, this is Josh Rees with Mile High Church in Lakewood, Colorado. Thank you for tuning in to our podcast today. For more information about our church, please visit our website, milehighchurch.org. Happy Father's Day again, everybody. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah, I'm very grateful to get to be a dad to Gavin and Nancy June, and many of you know there's quite an age gap between them. Gavin is 17, and Nancy June is three. So Gavin is graduating high school, and Nancy's graduating diapers. (laughs) Gavin is learning how to drive, and Nancy's learning the art of a good knock-knock joke. Uh, In honor of Nancy June, do you want to hear a knock-knock joke today? Kids' knock-knock joke? Knock-knock. Britney Spears. Knock-knock. Britney Spears. Oops, I did it again. It's got to be the right level of corny in that kid's joke. But it puts a lot of things in perspective for me, having Gavin at 17 and seeing how fast they grow up to really focus in and appreciate Nancy June as much as possible. And I remember in particular, um, in the height of the pandemic, just before she turned two, I was getting to spend a lot of time with her in the backyard in the, in the early mornings. And yeah, oh... And you know in those moments, you know, 10 years from now, I'm going to want to give my left arm just for one minute of this, right? And on this particular morning, however, she's enjoying the sky and discovering roly-polies and finding out what leaves taste like. And what am I doing? I'm checking my emails on my phone. Sad face. Sad face. That's right, Francesca. I'm missing out on that full experience of life. You ever have those moments where you catch yourself, right? Where you're not in full appreciation of the, of the now, where you're too busy to live real life. That's the message today. How free are you? How free are you to the gift of life? right here and right now, knowing that when we give ourselves to it, it gives us all the momentum we need to sow and reap more freedom in our lives. And yet for me on that day, and way too often, I, instead of experiencing real life, give in to life manufactured, right? This idea of busyness. And I don't mean just being busy at work. I mean when you let busy move into every area of your life that it distracts you, and all of a sudden, instead of joy, it's all about schedules and to do this. Right? It's all about the, that struggle of trying to get things done and responding quickly to breaking news notifications on our phone that really mean nothing in that moment. You know, we get trapped. I love something our founder said. He said, knowing that the spirit within me is free, I am no longer bound by the patterns of yesterday. Maybe we can affirm that together. I affirm the spirit within me is free. The spirit within me is boundless. The spirit within me is infinite possibility. So we can affirm that, but can we feel it in our very marrow? Can we choose the spirit and allow it to free us from any misconceptions that may be binding us in the past? 
from living as the free, whole, and complete beings that we are. The great Ram Das used to ask a question during his lectures. He'd say, what's keeping you bound and what's setting you free? So think about that in your life right now. What's keeping you bound and what's setting you free? Could be the same thing sometimes. But these emails, are they keeping me bound or are they setting me free? This relationship, is it keeping me bound or is it setting me free? How I'm caring for myself or not caring for myself, is it keeping me bound or is it setting me free? What's keeping me bound? It comes up every once in a while in my life, but it's this feeling, it's a little feeling, but it, but it grows like wildfire that, that things aren't okay. You ever get that feeling? Things aren't okay. And not only that, but it's up to me to try and fix it and make it better. And not only that, but it might be my fault that they're not okay. That's the part of me that had me checking my emails that morning with Nancy June. That's the part of me that that can cause me to live too much from worry or from judgment or from hesitation. That's the part of me that can get in my stuckness that puts me in bondage as opposed to recognizing that spirit within me that is always free that I can choose right here and right now. And this feeling comes up too, as I'm sure for a lot of us, when we feel society's not okay, you know, when we're seeing mass shootings or we're in the midst of the pandemic, we see war in Europe or whatever it may be, you know, no wonder sometimes we don't feel like things are okay. Yet it's so important to know that we can be safe in our own skin that there's that spirit within us that can always hold us to the highest and best within and all around us. What's setting me free? Moments of joy. Moments of of indestructible joy. Do you know what I mean by that? It's an indestructible joy, but it can show up in playful ways. A joke with a friend, being silly with my daughter, doing a spontaneous good act for someone, even though it's a busy, crazy day. There's that indestructible joy. Joseph Campbell put it this way. He said, participate joyfully in the sorrows of the world. Participate joyfully in the sorrows of the world. He didn't mean, hey, look, sorrow over there. Yippee, let's play. No, he meant that within each of us, there's a kind of defiant joy that even in the midst of great challenges, there's a part of us that cannot be touched by that challenge. There's a part of us so connected to a divine spirit that when we choose to lift from it, whether through the boldness of action or just the courage of laughter in that moment, it can set us free. So whenever I get to practice little bits of that indestructible joy, I set myself free. What would it take for you to set yourself free, to live a more glorious, grateful, heart-filled life. We're celebrating Juneteenth today, a new holiday on the federal docket, and I love that it's about freedom because I love freedom. And I find it so interesting, you might hear us talking more patriotically these next few weeks because it leads into July 4th. And we have a great July 3rd service in store for you today. And that's the day, Independence Day, where we celebrate the independence of our nation. The independence of our nation from British colonial rule. And I know there's uh, several different ways to look at Juneteenth, but one of the ways I look at it is it celebrates the freedom of the individual. 
We have these folks in Galveston, Texas. They get the word that they are free. And it makes you wonder, who was the last person to get that word, whoever he or she was, that she was a free citizen of the United States of America? What did she do when she got that information? Did it change how she lived her life? And so we get to celebrate all these different aspects of freedom throughout our lives and for our country. J. Rufus Fears was a great college professor, historian, and orator. And he liked to ask the question, is freedom a universal value? Is freedom a universal value? Why did, you know, he's asking that because it didn't, oh, it doesn't always seem that every individual in every country really celebrates freedom. Some languages don't even have a word for it. And sometimes we Americans, we can have that habit of wanting to bring some democracy and freedom places and it can blow up in our face, right? Some people, they can reject it. And so he articulated what he called three types of freedom. Uh, The first was a, a national freedom. This is Independence Day. This is the ability of a country to be autonomous without the meddling of other nations. Then he said there's political freedom, democracy, the right to elect your own representatives, freedom of speech. And then there's personal freedom, the freedom to live as you choose as long as it doesn't hurt or infringe upon the freedom of someone else. And he would comment on, on the history of the world, and he would take a place like um, ancient Rome under Caesar Augustus, uh, which valued um, national freedom. And for the citizens of Rome, they had tons of personal and individual freedom, but no political freedom. You could look at modern-day China and observe that, that national freedom is very important, uh, but, but lower on the rung is political freedom or individual freedom. And what makes America great for so many of us is that we seek to balance all three of these types of freedom together. The national freedom, political freedom, personal freedom. And I would say the story of our country through all of our brilliance and through all of our times falling down and making mistakes, that that it's all about finding the balance between these three things. You know, we find it, and I speak this from an objective point of view, we find this when we're, we're trying to honor the, the sacredness for many persons to um, have the Second Amendment, the right to bear arms, and balance that with the national or political intention to keep our kids safe going to school. You know, we're awaiting a Supreme Court decision about um, the individual rights of a woman to make her own health care decisions and the rights of a state to uh, legislate what they feel is moral. So we're always dealing, sometimes in very messy ways, but it's up to each of us to participate in the process, to hold our position, and to remember this incredible thing called freedom that so many in our past have lived and died for, and that it's up to us, it's not fixed, to bring into our experience. And this is true not only for nations, but it's true in our own consciousness. It's true in our individual lives. How free are you as an individual? as a person, to make your own decisions in your life, to wake up and say, what do I want to do today? And do just that. How free are you in terms of your community, your family, your chosen family, your work life, to balance the points of view and the decisions of others? How free are you there? And how free are you in relationship with a power greater than you are? How free are you in relationship with living for a cause greater than yourself and seeking to sow freedom in your everyday life? We are not just free. We are bearers of freedom. 
the divine gift of freedom is within each of us, and we have a spiritual responsibility, we might say, to seek to express it and embody it and fight for it for other people as well. Three things that I want to share to help us sow freedom to a greater degree in our lives. And the first is let freedom not just be in your choice, but in the result. Freedom isn't just about choice. It's about the results of those choices. Dads or everybody, what is the biggest piece of advice or the advice that you gave most over and over again to your child? Or what's the advice that your dad gave most to you? Can we, I can, we can even have time to hear a couple briefly. Can't live anyone else's life for them? Great. Are you, yeah, I love it. Are you going to jump off the bridge if everyone else does? Yeah. Lead with respect. Be humble and kind, Tom's saying, in a beautiful way. Well, the advice that I gave most to my son, Gavin, he would say the three things I probably said the most are, how are you, I love you, and give me your phone when he's in trouble. Um, It's been several years since that. But what I've shared with him over and over again is, Gavin, you have freedom of choice, but no freedom of consequence. You have freedom of choice, but no freedom of consequence. You can choose to not listen to your mom, but you can't choose what's going to happen to you if you don't. You can choose to not brush your teeth, but you can't choose if they fall out. You can choose not to turn in your homework, but then you can't choose what grade you're going to get uh, on your exam. And for us, the question is, isn't just are we free to choose what we would like, but is this choice I'm making creating more freedom for myself, for others, for everyone around me? When I have to make a difficult choice to share with someone something they said that hurt me, is this creating more freedom or more bondage for me? When it comes to holding on to a judgment, is this setting me free or is this keeping me bound? When it comes to my own cell phone and how I interact with it, is this setting me free or is this keeping me bound? And again, sometimes it's the same thing. But each of us has the ability not to just free, not to just choose from a place of freedom within us, but to seek to build as the result of those choices more and more freedom. This is who we are not just as citizens of the United States of America, but as spiritual beings ordained with boundless potential and infinite glory. The spirit within me is free, and therefore I am free from all the old patterns of yesterday. The second point is that freedom isn't just a personal value. It's a universal principle. Freedom isn't just a personal value. It's a spiritual principle. And I know all religions teach freedom in some way, but you know, our, our teaching, we're, we're very much an American teaching. Freedom is a word for God. And if you ask me to define freedom, I would say that freedom is living how God intended you to live. Freedom is the ability to fully embody all out the vision that the divine has for you in your life. Freedom exists in each of us like a hope, like a calling, like a presence, like a compass that lets us know when we are in accordance with fulfilling our highest and best or when someone or something is getting in the way of it and we need to make a change, right? It's almost, it can be a ferocious feeling that says what this limitation that's taking place right now is not who I am and teaching us to live in a more fully and inspired way. 
in everyday life, this means that it's not just about holding on our personal ability to be free, but that freedom is a universal principle. So we should seek to assist everyone, everyone, in realizing their own freedom. There's more than enough to share. I love how Martin Luther King Jr. put it. This is posted on the beautiful memorial to him in Washington, D.C. Injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. We are caught in an inescapable network of mutuality, tied in a single garment of destiny. Whatever affects one directly affects all indirectly. And also some words from Frederick Buechner. I usually like to share this at weddings, but it just struck and resonated with today. Your life and my life flow into each other as wave flows into wave. And unless there is peace and joy and freedom for you, there can be no real peace or joy or freedom for me. To see reality not as we expect it to be, but as it is, is to see that unless we live for each other and in and through each other, we do not really live very satisfactorily. That there can really be life only where there really is, in just this sense, love. Go to this boundless spirit within you each and every day, but also affirm it for the people you love and for everyone. The next time you're feeling bound up in your relationship with your spouse or with your child, think not what do I want to be more free, but how can I support that person and being even more free? And it's amazing how that momentum, how that switch can begin to create a better good for you and for me in everything that we do. Uh, The last point today is that when it comes to freedom, there's always more. More, more, more. Divine freedom ever expressing itself. And if this century in American history has taught us anything, it's that freedom isn't fixed. It's not a given. It's something that's fluid, that each of us have to participate in the co-creation of, of our nation and in our lives, or we can lose it. National freedom threatened by meddling from other countries. Political freedom threatened through mistruths and on and on. Personal freedoms that can be threatened by, for, by and for whatever reasons there may be. We, we are called to participate in our democracy as citizens, whether we like certain things going on in the country or not, to make it better. And the same with our own life. There was never in my mind a great American, be them a political leader, a business leader, uh, an artist, whoever looked at our country and said it's free enough for them. (laughs) That it's just free enough just the way that it is. Each, from Thomas Jefferson to Martin Luther King Jr., from Frederick Douglass to Eleanor Roosevelt, from Woody Guthrie to Ronald Reagan, all of these individuals saw a need for greater expression of freedom in society. And each fight, and in some cases, were willing to die, or did die, for that very freedom. That's how much of a value and shared value it can or should be in our country and in our lives. Uh, One of these individuals for me, um, his name is uh, Paul Robeson. And in the early 1930s, Paul Robeson was probably the most internationally famous American that, uh, that there was. An incredible singer, an incredible thespian, an incredible orator, 
an incredible leader for equality and civil rights in the United States of America, and he lived all over the globe. And at one time, uh, this is during Jim Crow in the South, he was in the, the USSR, this is before World War II, and he saw that it was integrated better, he thought, than the American South, and he spoke that publicly. And so years later, when Joe McCarthy and the Un-American Activities Committee got going on Congress, everybody remember that or reading about that? You know, he was one of the first to be blacklisted. And they made an example of him. He wasn't able to work anywhere in the state. He wasn't able to make a living for himself. His request for a passport would be denied over and over and over again. So he couldn't travel and make money for himself. His individual freedom was so trampled upon, but he didn't stop and he didn't give up. He kept being even a stronger voice for civil rights throughout the 40s and 50s and beyond and for equality for all people. Eventually, the Supreme Court would, would, would rule that you can't take someone's passport away because of their political beliefs. And he was able to travel and speak again. And he was very fond of reading one of my favorite poems about freedom written by Langston Hughes um, in 1947. And it goes like this. Now let the freedom train come zooming down the track, gleaming in the sunlight for white and black. Not stopping at no stations marked colored nor white, just stopping in the fields in the broad daylight. Stopping in the country in the wide open air, where there never was a Jim Crow sign nowhere. And no lily white committees, politicians of note, nor poll tax layer through which colored can't vote, and there won't be no kind of color lines. The freedom train will be yours and mine. Then maybe from their graves in NZO, black men and white will say, we want it so. Black men and white will say, ain't it fine? At home, they got a freedom train, a freedom train that's yours and mine. All of us, every day, have the opportunity to board the train, to choose to stay in what might be, for some of us, a kind of bondage of self-judgment or judgment of other people, or to choose to recognize not only ours, but everyone else's around us ability to find and discover freedom for themselves, to experiment with it, to try it out in different ways, to learn this God-ordained quality in each one of us and to co-create with it a magnificent life. Take that moment right here, right now to board the train. It's a train that begins inward, but as we express and practice its teachings outward, it continues to not only lead the travels of our own life, but the lives of our communities, our country, and our world. Board that train and choose to reap and co-create it in your life. So just moving into prayer this morning, I invite any of our beloved prayer practitioners to stand and join me. I know we have some ministerial guests and friends here in the room. If you're here, we'd love to just have you be acknowledged at least by the spiritual essence that we co-create together in this sanctuary. And I just speak a word this morning in gratitude for having a glimpse of that boundless spirit within, of having a glimpse of that infinite possibility that is that creative energy coupled with that imagination, that divine imagination in each one of us. And knowing as we choose it, knowing as we practice it, let us know that this divine freedom 
cannot be expressed void in our lives, but shows up right here and right now as a more profound vision for our life and for humanity. A more profound way of being our highest and best self. A more profound way of being of service to those we love and strangers. Knowing that this freedom results in greater health, greater abundance, greater peace of mind, a greater sense of not only feeling safe in our own skin, but in the body of the divine and in the beauty and sacredness of Mother Earth. Honoring again the divine expression of dads and fathers, may we embrace the deepest wisdom of that fatherly love in our hearts and know that we can all be a conduit to it and for it and because of it. Giving thanks for this and so much more, may this gratitude create great good and love and joy in our lives. And so it is. Thanks for listening to the Mile High Church podcast. This podcast is made possible by the generous contributions from listeners like you. To make a donation, please visit milehighchurch.org.